That is Little Wayne and Drake, right above it, from one of my favorite shows on HBO, Paulers, Starting to Rock. It's a great show. I've enjoyed the seasons they've had. Great little song there. I bet you didn't think I was a rapper kind of guy. I'm not, but I like that song. And welcome to the show on this Thursday morning, and uh, here live from uh, Keeneland Racecourse. In our section in as in Nicholson studio overlooking the 16th pole and the short wire and um, today there was a lot of there was a lot of rain yesterday up to uh, at, last night at Churchill so made the executive decision to come to Keeneland instead no rain here yet it's supposed to rain all day we're supposed to have an off track today so keep your eyes on the scratch board and any changes what I wanted to talk to today was about uh, structuring tickets. I've got a lot of people asking me how to structure tickets. Well, first of all, let's talk about the, the gambling part of it. Gambling and how you put money through the window is a personal thing. What may be good for you is not really good for me. The way I play may not be right for you. It's all about not only bankroll, but it's also about your own personal tendencies and what you like to play. I'm not a daily double player. Some people are. I'm not a pick three player. Some people are. I'm a pick four and pick five player. Most people are not. Some people are not. So for me to tell you how to bet, it would be almost like trying to tell you how to live your life. And I think all of us have graduated from high school. Well, most of us. Maybe some of us still are mentally. But we've all gone through parenting. We've all gone through a lot of different things. And the last thing you want to hear from somebody, how to do, how to run your life or how to bet. Here's the advice I can give you. When I'm structuring tickets, I use my strengths. If my strengths are maidens, if my strength is in a particular sequence as two races, I'll narrow down in those two races. I'll narrow down, and then if I feel, you know, one of my weaknesses because I don't have any real info in a couple of the, uh, the other races, that's when I turn more into my handicapping and my own ideas. Now, I will single an even money shot. Most people will not. They're afraid to. And I'll give you a great example. When Songbird won... I want to say the coaching club, or was it the Alabama? It had to be the coaching club. She was three to five, two to five, something like that. Most people say, ah, there'd be no value. Well, I felt there was value in two out of those four, pick four races, outside of the Songbird race. And, there was, and I hit two $25 horses that I liked on the sheet. One was an Arnold 
in the last race, and the other one was a, a Kieran McLaughlin that was crazy high odds um, in a, on a turf race. And that pick four came back for me over $17,000. So sometimes a short price does not mean you don't you have to play against it. And that is the fallacy of most players. They, oh, I got to bet against a favorite. Give favorites ratings. If, if you've got a favorite that you rated low, then you bet against. If you've got a favorite you rate high chance of winning, you play that. I remember hitting the Santa Margarita at Santa Anita one year with Zenyatta as a single. And I think I brought in two $12, $13 horses, and the pick four paid over 1400 So it pays. You just can't not take advantage of that. So number one in ticket structure is be able to know the races that you like and the races that you don't. Yesterday, I singled Made in the Mist on Wednesday, one of our top plays. It didn't pay a whole lot, you know, but I, I showed a, a small profit on my pick four and pick five. So that's something you have to think about. Here at Keeneland, and we're almost over tomorrow's last day, when you have these Wesley Ward babies that win every race, they really sometimes, and I've tried to bet against them, trust me, you know, and, and been wrong, but I've been wrong at two to five, which is okay. You don't want to be wrong at 15 to one. You don't want to be wrong at eight to one. You don't want to be wrong at six to one. You can be wrong at two to five, you know. So, and, and you've got to understand a little bit of, 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 your, of your situations. Yeah, if you've got a barn that's ice cold and is sitting with a favorite, you have to think twice about using it. But if you've got a barn that's red hot sitting on a favorite, like a Brad Cox barn who can't lose, then that's something you want to play. So that's one way of the ticket structure is know the races that you're live in, know the races that you like, and take advantage. And there's nothing wrong with if you like a horse, single them. If you're right, and you've got to know yourself. If you're right, boom, you made a score. As far as the actual ticket structure, I like to go with those races, as like I just said, singling or using too deep, doing a double single on one race and spreading some of the other ones. Also understanding your post positions, understanding your track profile, and, and, playing, it, and, and playing it accordingly. Uh, I mean, yesterday I thought the, the track was going to play the four rally wide. It was deep in the morning. It was tiring. I thought it'd play a little deeper. And what happened? The one horse, the Wesley Ward horse, rallied, made a big rally-wide move and one going away. So sometimes post-position studies and track profile may conflict, but you've got to be able to use your own brains and say, this is what, how I'm going to structure this. So a lot of it is personal. A lot of it is your own mentality going into it. And, and also, it's very important that you actually have a plan of a couple of races that you think you can win with. That's the bottom line. So that's on ticket structure. I wanted to just clarify a few things. I've had people write me about where is the Derby products. Well, we haven't drawn for the Derby races yet. 
We have no post positions. We haven't even had our latest works. And we update as much as we can on the go until the entries, and then it becomes much easier for us to put them all in. But we cannot do any products until we have entries. Entries are, are delivered via the post position draw and when passport fast performances come out. So there's your Delta flight from 725 at Bluegrass Airport taking off. So that's, you have to keep that in mind. Now, when you go, if you subscribe to the Kentucky Derby package through Preakness, you can go to the workout database, key in the horses you'd like to see, and see what we have so far. That is not the end product. The end product will come as soon as all the works are over, all the gallops are done, and we add everything to the database and we start handicapping. Well, as the tractors pass us for the last time before uh, the first break here at Keeneland, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is the Derby Preakness package. It's on at RacingWithBruno.com. You sign up and you allow me to set up your account. I'll email you and log in information. You log in and familiarize yourself with the site and the service. You have workout databases, you have auction database, you have a pedigree database. You also have the interactive race card, which is a version of the formulator that has everything. And the beauty about the interactive race card, you could be able to look at everything we've ever had on a horse. That means, I think it's listed under the last month. You flip down on that menu and it tells you you can get last six months, last year, Lifetime, you can get lifetime, workouts, auction, everything on that formulator, on that, our version of the formulator, the interactive race card. It's a great piece of information. We added the selections for a given day. We added deltas. So it's a great, it's an awesome feature that has gone relatively not as uh, marketed as well as I should have. I should be doing. It's $99.95. You get three weeks of everything. You get everything. You can pull up Santa Anita. You can pull up Gulfstream. You can pull up everything. So that's the, the Derby Preakness subscription package. Get it today. Start today. I'll set you up as soon as I get it, unless I'm traveling to and from the track or uh, any little thing that could keep me from getting to my computer. Um, but uh, I would be, uh, be honored if you su subscribed and enjoyed all the different uh, products and features that we have on, on tap for you. Some people like to have credits. Credits are for people who want to pick particular tracks, particular days, and don't play on a uh, consistent basis. Those who our credits are for. The all-inclusive access for those of you, especially in the next two and a half to three weeks, don't want to play the races consistently. Again, all the subscription packages are at RacingWithBruno.com. And some of you, please scroll the ribbon. You can go one to the left or to the right, and you can see all the packages. Let people write me and go, we only see one. Uh, it's because you're not scrolling. Um, yes, I get all sorts of, I, all sorts of 
odd request. It's kind of comical. Um, and I understand some people are just not tech savvy. They just don't. What they see, they think is what they get. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting to, to Churchill over the weekend. It's the big weekend. We're going to have all the horses there. You get to look at them. And a little bit of what I do is I look at horses intently leading up to the derby. And then I look at them in the, mor the, the mornings before the derby, and I look for differences. I look for horses that are lighter. Great example when Dortmund came from Santa Anita after fighting, uh, fighting a, a bout with Colic. He looked a shell like of his former self. And I couldn't figure it out until I learned the night of the derby that um, he had had a, a major colic bout in the, in the uh, prior week. So it made sense to me. You know, I can look at a horse and I can tell you what makes sense to me to what is that. And that is another topic. Some of you stop freaking listening to some of these morons on Twitter or on social media. Some of these people are just tools. They don't know anything. They're shills. Or they're trying to take you off a horse. All these people that are all over Omaha Beach, and then all of a sudden they started putting out negative information. Learn who to listen to and learn who not to listen to. Learn who the tools are on social media and learn the people that are actually doing this and they're actually got a good background on it. Too much misinformation. We've seen that in all aspects of society. Learn who not to listen to. And if they've got 20 followers, just mute them. You don't need them. People with 20 followers are fake accounts. I'm going to tell you that right now. Most of them are. So just keep that in mind when, when you do that. Be smart. As far as today, Keeneland, we have today, we have Keeneland and, Church, and uh, Gulfstream today on this penultimate day of the Keeneland meet. Always kind of see to see it go. It's always a really fun meet. So, um, at Keeneland today, we've got a couple. Of, we've got a baby race that's that's. I I'm gonna really look at um, at too far is maybe singling, and we're talking the sixth race, which is the early part of the pick four. And there's two horses in there. Uh, there's the, the, the three Kamari. It looks very, very fast for Wesley Ward. But there's also another horse in there that, that I like at 12 to 1. And it's a Steve Asperson named Half Moon Reef. I think that horse has got a ton of talent. I've seen two of its gateworks. It's really fast. And it's probably been training at, over at the Asperson Training Center, Primera Training Center, on the Keith Asperson. Watch for that horse. That horse looks to me like it could be fast for one of their better clients, William and Corrine Ellegbrod. So, and Florence Giroux gets on it. Won't be 12 to 1. I think he'll be 5 to 1, but look for that horse to run a big race. That horse is ready, and it's probably the biggest, uh, or maybe the, the best connections that have tackled uh, Wesley Ward at this meet with two-year-olds. Two Steve Asmussen is one that can tackle Wesley Ward. So that's a race that you can look at in the early pick four. And we talked about ticket structure. I would only go too deep, the two and the three, and then see if I can come up with some bombs or some, some plays in, in the latter part of the races. Well, the tractors are going off, and I'm about ready to go to work as we have a whole contingent of Ben Colebrook that um, um, is coming onto the track right now. So this is great. We've had a, I've had a lot of fun talking to you. 
and and I hope that uh, and I hope that you've enjoyed it, and uh, we'll talk to you later.